All right, guys, welcome back to week three of Oklahoma Sports Bro podcast. Um, This is your host, Zach Kobler, my uh, co-host, Jeremiah Perkins. You're always going to hear me reference him as Perkins because really his name is Perkins. But, you know, some people call him uh, or reference the song, Jeremiah was a bullfrog to him. So maybe we should start uh, hitting that song on play whenever Mm – we open up this podcast. Should be our intro, you know. We get, yeah. we can have them fund us or something. <laughs> yeah, but all right. So starting off this week, lots and lots and lots of games last weekend got canceled because of COVID. We're not going to get into that quite yet, but just kind of a reference. This might be a little bit of a short podcast. We don't have a whole lot to talk about because there weren't a whole lot of games. But um, first off, this week we want to talk about. Tulsa and how well they played this past weekend and then we'll reference their game against Tulane this week um and so just going off this Tulsa game this this Tulsa team cannot decide whether they're good or not and 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 in all reality in all reality they're proving that they're good but in the first half they just don't show up they fall down big in these games and (laughs) then for some reason their defense steps up and they end up coming back and winning. They've had comeback victories, I think, three times this year, um, one against East Carolina, one against Central Florida, and this last one against SMU. Um, but all I'm going to say is I called this game to a T. If you listened to last week's podcast, which just calling you guys out, it was kind of a low viewership last week, so just saying. But if you listened to last week's podcast, I 100% called this game. I said – if Tulsa wins the turnover battle, they're going to win this game. If SMU plays the way they're supposed to play and takes care of the ball, they're going to win this game. In the first half, SMU took care of the ball, and they jumped out to a 21-0 to lead. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, what's going on? Tulsa starts winning the turnover battle. They force a couple turnovers. And I tell you what, Zavid Collins may be the best – linebacker in college football at this point I, and I know that's a stretch that's a little bit of a homer because Tulsa's right down the street from me it's like a 45 minute drive but I I don't know Zavin Collins is playing lights out and I have no doubt in my mind that he's a first or second round draft pick at this point um, he's putting a lot on tape that a lot of NFL execs are going to be excited about so but I'm just saying called that game to a T Tulsa comes back wins that game in the final stretch, um, I don't remember what the final score was, but they came back from 21 down to beat SMU. And SMU is not a pushover team. So that that's kind of an impressive victory. What's your kind of takes off of it, Perkins? Well, uh, it was, yeah, watching it firsthand, you know, like in that first half, like the first half, I'm thinking to myself, well, this, this is, is this what the whole game's going to be? Is just Tulsa trying to, stop crawling while SMU is running away. And then uh, right towards the end of the second quarter into the third, Tulsa, (laughs) uh, something happened. A coach yelled at someone, a player opened their eyes and quit trying to play blind and they started to play. And when they started to play, SMU knew they were there. And (laughs) uh, I mean, it was incredible. Uh, You, (laughs) You have Xavier Collins with a game-winning interception. And 
you'll be watching the game and you'll see Xavier Collins making tackles that only cornerbacks should be making. And so he's right there in the play. Dude's incredible. Uh, I'm sure you and me could make a whole podcast just about him and his highlights. But Tulsa showed up, and I swear that whole team, well, they all listened to it because we only had the one little listen. Uh, So they all listened at the same time. But they listened to you. They took you as a coach because that's exactly what happened. (laughs) And so – it was a great game. It's I love games like that where the team that wasn't necessarily supposed to win, they weren't the favorite, comes back in this big dramatic show-off to win uh, 28-24. And so <laughs> it was it was great. They The defense did show up, uh, especially in that second half. That second half, SMU just struggled to move the ball. And it was – Thanks to the incredible performance of the defense, then the offense went onto the field. They did their job. They made the comeback. And it ended up being just uh, one of the, probably one of the, I would go top three games that were on. I'm not many to choose from, but if you're, if you're ranking them, it was, it was high up there. One of the better games to watch for last, last weekend's games. So. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It was a great game, um, fun to watch. I was watching, uh, if I'm being honest, I didn't join until probably about the second quarter, and uh, they had, SMU had already built their lead. Um, Shane Bouchel had, uh, was playing well in that first half, and I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't even watch this game. This isn't really close, and it's a good thing I convinced myself to watch it because it was fun. And it was just – it was a great comeback from Tulsa altogether. But moving on to this next week, Tulsa picks up Tulane. Tulane um, coming into this game has played well throughout the season. Um, they're, they, along with Tulsa, have had a lot of games um, affected by COVID this season. So uh, going into this game, Tulsa's obviously favorites. Tulsa have jumped into the rankings. Actually – just a bit quick shout out to all of the Oklahoma teams that we cover, OU, OSU, and TU. All three Oklahoma teams are in the rankings for the first time since 2010, all at the same time. So just a big shout out to those three, all, all three Oklahoma teams. But it was um, this going into this weekend, I don't think Tulsa is going to struggle with Tulane. I think this is going to be uh, a fairly – I, it'll still be a close game, but I think Tulsa is going to be able to pull it out. Um, but this is one of those games that Tulsa historically kind of slips up on. So you're going to have to watch out for that. Um, if I had to choose right now, I'm taking Tulsa pretty easily in this game. I think Tulsa's defense is just going to outplay Tulane. Um, and I don't think that they really have um, that much of a chance against Tulsa at this point. Um, but what are, what are your takes on Tulane? Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game? So my take on it is Tulane has more game experience this season. They're five and four compared to Tulsa's, uh, I believe four and one. Yeah. Four and one. So they have a little bit more game experience. And so I've been saying it since we started the podcast that, the more games you have, you're just simply going to do better. You're going to have the cardio. You're going to have the mindset. Now, will they win? I don't know. When, you, when you're looking at it, they've beaten the same teams 
almost. You know, they both beaten East Carolina, uh, but Tulane did a way better job of beating East Carolina than Tulsa did. But Tulane actually lost to SMU in overtime. And so I actually didn't catch that game, so I don't know if it was really close or if it was just bad offense or bad defenses. But, you know, I like to look at the previous schedules and look at the previous games and compare how many numbers they put up against the same teams. And numbers are kind of similar. Um, Maybe not really. Uh, Some teams that they struggle with, the other one didn't and vice versa. I don't think this one is one that could be easily written off. Uh, I think it's going to be the same deal as Tulsa versus SMU. And I think you kind of you kind of said that in a much simpler way. But Tulsa has to show up before the second half. <laughs> I think that's just good practice. And I think if they will, then yeah, this should be an easy game. But then again, you're gonna you're playing against a team that has one of the biggest records comparably to to most other teams, nine games a season compared to most teams having between four to six. Uh, give or take. I could be wrong with that stat. That's me just kind of blunting it off. But so, I mean, you're just going to have a team that's going to be a little bit more uh, well-rounded. And so I think that they may have a chance at losing (laughs) uh, to Tulane. Uh, But ultimately, Tulsa is a six and a half point favorite or seven point favorite. And so I think they can do it. They do have Xavier Collins. He is their fail-safe, and I will preach that until he's in the NFL draft, and then I'll preach it for whatever team he, he, whatever team he joins. But I think as long as the defense shows up, the offense will eventually get there, uh, like they've been doing their whole season. So I think that's my final hit in the button. That's what I'm putting in. Tulsa will eventually show up. <laughs> okay. So – um, all, all I have to add to that is Tulsa controls their different uh, destiny in the American Athletic Conference. Um, if they win this game, um, and I think they play one more game before they play Cincinnati, so if they win this game and the next game, they're in the American Athletic Conference championship game no matter how they do against Cincinnati. If they lose this game or if they lose any of the other games, there's the chance that maybe that – they don't get in, so you never know um, with what's going on at this point. Um, so I think Tulsa controls their own destiny. I think they'll win this game. But last word on Tulane, they do have a pretty um, – an offense who's played pretty well throughout this season. So if Tulsa doesn't show up in the first half, they could be in trouble once again. But as Tulsa has shown, they can come back from – uh, they can come back from 20 down. So, really, um, just moving on from this game, Tulsa wins this game for me. Uh, moving on to the big game in Oklahoma this weekend, and this is such a big game. It has drawn um, it has drawn natu- national interest. So, it's number 14 Oklahoma State versus number 18 Oklahoma. And ESPN's College Game Day is here. So ESPN's College Game Day will be in town in Norman, Oklahoma, to cover this game. Um, It'll be obviously a different College Game Day atmosphere than the last time they were in Norman. 
Um, it's been a while since they've been in Norman. I think it's been almost eight years. So, but this is going to be a fun game. This is going to be one that is just the probably going to be the best game of this weekend. If I'm being honest, uh, and that's not even my bias talking. I just think these two teams match up extremely well together and will provide a lot of fireworks. OU comes into the game with one of the most potent offenses in the nation. And obviously, OU always has one of the most potent offenses in the nation. But ever since they got Ramondre Stevenson back, they look like a different beast. They look dangerous. And I don't know if anybody can stop OU at this point. Um, Before Ramondre Stevenson was back, they were averaging less than three yards a carry, which is not a Lincoln-Riley offense for you. Um, Lincoln Riley's offenses in the past have averaged six to seven yards a carry. Um, and if you think about that, you hand the ball off twice, you got a first down. Like, that's crazy. So, um, this year they had struggled before they get Ramondre Stevenson back. Stevenson's a game changer. He has five touchdowns in the two games he's played so far. Um, I think you'd tra- take that trade off in any for any player uh, at any position. So, He's scoring two and a half touchdowns a game. I don't think anybody will be able to slow down Ramondre Stevenson. Um, he's just a beast. He can run somebody over. He can beat you with speed. He, he's just an overall well-rounded back, and it's just fun to watch him. Um, I think he's a huge difference maker. And then OU's defense on the same side. Um, they have a lot of depth on the defensive line. Their defensive line has been playing really, really well. Um, they've got their playmaker back on the defensive line from suspension. They also have players like Isaiah Thomas showing up um, and different players just showing up on the defensive line that you didn't really think were going to be there. Um, you have David Aguebu coming off the edge. You have um, – can he's blanking. I'm blanking on his name right now. Had three sacks last weekend. He was my player of the game for him. Um, and I can't even think of his name right now. But um, – that he's starting to show up. Um, you have Isaiah Thomas in the middle. So you just have a lot of different talent on that defensive line. And that defensive line is also forcing quarterbacks into bad throws and being able to get interceptions in the secondary. Um, Trey Norwood had two um, against, I believe, Texas Tech. And then you also have a player um, like, uh, Buki, which had the most Buki play of all times uh, last week when he gets the interception and then fumbles the ball straight back to him. It's a horrible call because the dude forced the ball out when he was out of bounds. So that's a pretty bad missed call. Um, so I don't know, but that's the most Buki play of all times because Buki has been the most criticized player of all, like, probably of all time at OU because he was a five-star coming in on defense. And he just has not lived up to that expectation. But Buki actually had a pretty decent game this past weekend. So uh, it's looking up for him. Hopefully he's able to continue those performances. Um, One thing I want to reference, and it won't happen this weekend because we have the game of the weekend on ESPN. So we'll get the good announcers. But these past two weekends, OU, or the past two games, OU has had the absolute worst announcers of all time. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Like, it's like they're not even paying attention to the game. It's like they didn't prep for the game. It's like they don't know anything. And they're doing, like, analysis over something that's, like, 
dude, that happened like three weeks ago. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you're you're way out of date. Like, and then uh, Spencer Rattler gets hurt this past weekend, and he gets a bruise on his hip. And then they keep harping on him having a bruised hip and acting like his legs about to fall off. Like, you would have thought he was going to get amputated in the middle of the game the way they talked about him. Like, he was fine. He's going to play this weekend. He's fine. And I think these announcers have just been astoundingly bad. And then on that uh, that Buki interception that I referenced, they didn't even, like, talk about how the dude was coming from out of bounds to force the fumble. Like, they, they didn't even realize it. Like, they like, I don't know. I I think these announcers have been historically bad. Hopefully we can get a good one because we're the game of the week this weekend. So, um, but – Looking on the other side of the ball, OSU has also played fairly well besides last weekend and against Texas. So, I guess not last weekend, two weekends ago because they had a bye weekend this last weekend. But um, they played poorly against Kansas State, was able to eke out the win um, and just get what they needed to out of that game. Um, And then – Against Texas, they just they were turnover prone. They threw uh, uh, Spencer Sanders had four turnovers. So in this game, if OSU can take care of the ball, it's going to be a lights out game because OSU's defense has played amazing this season. They're them or OU have the top defense in the Big Twelve at this point, um, and I have no doubt about that because these two defenses have been playing so well. Um, OSU's defense has been forcing turnovers all season, getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, they have a really strong linebacking core led by the kid out of Wagner, Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, and then they got a pretty decent um, defensive line as well. Uh, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the dude's name on the defensive line. It's just a crazy name. So you, if you know OSU's defense, you probably know who I'm talking about. But he's – He's a beast up there. So the only question I have on OSU right now is their offensive line. Their offensive line is going to cost them games if they can't get their play figured out. Um, I believe that their offensive line is part of the reason Spencer Sanders is turning over the ball so much because they just can't protect him. Um, So who knows on what's going to go on there. But just kind of moving forward from that – I think this game could fly one of two ways. One way, it's either OU comes in and blows OSU out of the water and plays the way they've been playing the past three or four games. The other way is OSU comes in, plays a lights-out game, and OU starts slow. And then at that point, I think it becomes a shootout, and I think it would be up in the air to who would actually win that game. Um, Right now, if you made me choose between the two, I'm picking OU. Um, I think the spread has them as seven-point favorites right now. I would probably take that. Um, It's not going to be one of my picks of the week, but OU is a seven-point favorite right now. So that's pretty good um, and accurate um, description of how I think this game is going to go. I think it's going to be a close one, uh, and a touchdown is probably going to separate it at the very end of it. I, uh, I, I, I agree. I've been looking at, at OSU 
uh, and just like their depth chart, looking at what they've got recently over the, over since they uh, since like last weekend. Um, just because I've been I've been I'm I'm very curious about this game because it's like you said there, there's only two ways for it to go and that's OU wins or OSU wins. If there's a third way that happens, I think it's going to blow all our minds because they'd have to make that up. But I guess technically, no, someone has to win. So uh, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, they're both great teams. When looking at it, I think OU is kind of like they're either going to be this insane powerhouse or they're going to or they're going to be Tulsa and they're going to play catch up. Don't get me wrong, they will eventually find their footing. But will they have enough time when they do? I think is the question. And so the reason I say that is I think OSU they've played fairly consistently. They had some hiccups with Spencer Sanders. But then they put in Shane Illingworth and he did he did a, he did all right. And so then Spencer Sanders, you know, they they keep rotating and I think if one quarterback starts to fail, they're going to just they're just going to switch it because they have that kind of reliability. Although consistency is important, I think if the coaches feel that that is what's necessary, that's what they will do. And so I think that OSU is of the two teams the most well-rounded. I think that they got a lot going for them. And I feel that that will set them up for victory if OU cannot keep up quick enough. I think that's the best way to put that. If, if OU doesn't show up with enough time left on the clock to be able to play their game, then this could go to OSU. But that being said, if OU shows up, I think this is a blowout. I think that OU wins like 52 to like 30. <laughs> and so uh, I, I don't think that there's there's any issue. Uh, if they show up, I'd go as far as say if they show up by the middle of the second quarter, you know, I think that that would be enough time to, to dominate. But if they don't show up until the third quarter and they, they gave OSU's off- offense enough time to, to just play <laughs> and do what they do, I, I don't know. This, this is going to end up being either a really boring game, and by boring I mean that you know which team's going to win by the first quarter, uh, or it's going to be an amazing game and we're going to be – it's like going to be like the Clemson and Notre Dame game where you're in double overtime – and you have no idea which way it's going to go. <laughs> and so uh, I would love to see OU win, but I also want to see that fifth overtime new rule go into play. So uh, money's on nope, OU. Nope, not, not on this game. Nope. <laughs> that five overtimes would send me into a heart attack. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> uh, like If that happens in this game, you will literally be reading my obituary on next week's podcast. <laughs> So there, there's there's no way I want five overtimes in this game. No, but but that that being said, that another key factor I think about this game, and I was thinking about why you were talking and breaking it down. One thing we haven't even talked about yet is the emotion that goes into this game. There's oh, yeah. going to be so much emotion in this rivalry that the team 
that is able to control their emotion the best, I think is the team that's going to jump out to that early lead that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that early lead is going to be critical to who's going to win this game. If OU jumps out to an early lead, I think OSU gets down on themselves and won't fight back. OSU has not had to fight back this year. OU has. OSU hasn't. Um, and then another thing, if OSU jumps out to an early lead – I think OU has a chance to fight back because they've been in those games this year. But with that being said, there's a lot of emotion that goes into this game. There's a lot of, lot of young players on OU's roster. There's a ton of freshmen starting at this point. Um, they got Marvin Mims, Spencer Rattler, all kinds of freshmen all over the field starting. Do these freshmen crack under this pressure? That's a good question going into this game. So, now that I think about that, this game is swinging on a teeter-totter for me. I'm still picking OU because I'm being a homer right now, but I don't know. This game, the more I talk about it, the more I think <laughs> it could go either way. Um, but there's no way in heck that I want five overtimes. So. You know, when, when, you, uh, when you break it down like that, it's very true when you're talking about the – the jitters and the, the pregame emotions and the emotions that go into the game. But, you know, for our listeners, if you grew up in Oklahoma or around Oklahoma, this is the game that everyone talks about every year. It doesn't matter where in Oklahoma you are. You know about OSU versus OU. In elementary school, I remember – like, our teachers would ask us, who are you voting for? We would have, like, a football day on the, the Friday before the game, and we would we were told to dress up in red or orange, and, you know, we played Red Rover or whatever, all those old, old-timey elementary uh, games back in the early, uh, late 90s, early 2000s that I were in there showing my age. But um, that was it. That was growing up. Everyone talked about this game. And so that you're talking about these freshmen and sophomores and juniors, these guys, I, you know, they're not, if they're from Oklahoma, which I don't know how many of them are, that's, that's something I haven't looked into, but if they're from Oklahoma, they know about this game. They don't even have to be from Oklahoma. I mean, like you said, it's getting national attention. People know about the OU OSU rivalry. Well, one thing I will say, OSU definitely has more Oklahoma kids on there. And there's an argument from a guy who's well-renowned named R.J. Young that OSU cares more about the game. But with that – and R.J. Young is a famous OU fan. So um, – but and he consistently says we need to recruit better in the state of Oklahoma. But to my, my argument to him, I think R.J. Young's an idiot. He's just <laughs> – like he, he, he just says the most blasphemous, blasphemous thing he can think of to get views on YouTube or get views on whatever show he has. He got famous on YouTube, got on the sports animal. I don't know where he's at now. I think he's on Fox Sports or something. But he just says that outrageous thing to try to get famous. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't think the fact that the kids aren't from Oklahoma means anything about them not knowing this game. So, going forward, I think um, I, I, these kids are going to have the same emotion whether they're from Oklahoma or not. These kids are going to perform – whether they're from Oklahoma or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has anything to do with it. So, um, But moving on from this game, I think we've harped on it enough. We about went 30 minutes just on that game <laughs> itself. So um, quick, big game, 
of the weekend besides OU OSU, the one we want to cover, top 10 matchup, Ohio State versus Indiana. Indiana has been on a hot streak this season. Indiana is playing well um, so far, but I don't think Indiana has any chance in this game. I think Indiana is going to get blown out in this game. It's, That's a bold it's gonna, statement. No, I, I think Ohio State wins by 40. I don't Ooh. think it's close at all. Like, I don't think Indiana is a good team. Indiana has played some bad teams. You think about it, they beat Penn State when they were ranked in the top 10. But look at Penn State now. Penn State hasn't won a game yet. Penn State <laughs> is playing like absolute garbage. Penn State's oh. not a good football But you team. can't so, disregard Indiana, though. You can't. It, oh, but the, who have they beaten? <laughs> They've beaten Michigan. Michigan is a trash team this year, too. Everybody thought they were going to be good. No, they're not. Who have they beaten? That's my question. Last week, they beat Michigan State, and they held them to zero. I'll say that. But Michigan State's also not a very good team. So that's my big question. I think Ohio State wins this game fairly easily. So that's that's my take on it. What, what are you saying? You obviously <laughs> disagree with me. I, I do. And, you know – you're right. They haven't faced gigantic opposition like Ohio State's going to be. But it's not like Indiana's barely winning against these these bad teams. Uh, Penn State excluded first game of the season. They still had a tremendous win. Okay, I have been preaching since the season began. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. They have quickly become one of my favorite teams this season. Uh, hey, I, I'm not disregarding oh, no, no, what no. Indiana has done. I'm jump, I, I jumped on the Indiana bandwagon after they beat Penn State. <laughs> but I'm just saying against Ohio State, they oh, don't have a chance. I, you see, Ohio State. <laughs> Look, you, you put uh, Michael Penix Jr., you give him the football and you let him throw it to Fry Fogel. They're gonna win. I, I just, that's 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 my thing. Those two are the dynamic duo of this season, in my opinion. I know that's a very blasphemous statement, as you were saying, but watching those two guys play, I don't know if you've been watching some of the Indiana games, but Fry Fogel has made some of the best catches this season. I don't think I, it's the best, but he has made some insane. I, I just. I don't. I, look. I don't disagree. Fry Fogel is a great receiver. He's got great hands. He's made great catches. <laughs> he's bailed out. To, but to my point, he's bailed out Penix so many times. Penix is not a great quarterback. He has been bailed out by his skill players, Molly, in my opinion. <laughs> I, you're not necessarily wrong. When you're talking about him compared to, like, Trevor Lawrence or, or Rattler or uh, um, Derek King, he, he doesn't really rake up there. You know, but I still think they and they've and I've been preaching this all this podcast and previous podcasts. They got a little bit more game experience in Ohio State. Okay, so they're four and Ohio State's three and And I think oh, I think Indiana is going to get the upset that everyone that's, is not ready for. I think that they, they're going to be great. That's bold. <laughs> all right. Well. It, so, I I don't even know how to respond to that, if I'm being completely honest. Um, so, let's go ahead and take this to commercial break real quick. We'll be right back with our picks of the week. All right, and welcome.
welcome back from commercial break. Sorry, we had to take that. Uh, just something we got to do. We got to got to pay the bill somehow, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but coming back into our next segment, this is our highlight segment, our uh, capping segment, the thing we always end on. It's our picks of the week. Last week we went, we both went three and zero in our picks of the week. So I don't know about you, but I'm just saying, if you guys want to make some money, you might listen to our picks, huh? Wink, wink. I don't know. I'm not telling you what to do, but it might be a smart idea to listen to our picks. But with that being said, moving forward, my picks this week, there's not a whole lot of games to go around because COVID has canceled everything. Last week, there were 15 games canceled. Already this week, it's Wednesday, and there's already 13 games canceled. So there's sure to be more games canceled before this weekend. COVID has hit us hard again. Um, But just moving forward with what we have now, um, my first pick of the week, and if you guys hear a scream, which it looks like you're about to, um, my baby is, or my newborn is actually in my arms right now. So if you hear a scream, sorry about it. You just got to deal with it. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but going on with my first pick of this week, it's a game we've already talked about. It's a local team, and it's Tulsa over Tulane. So there's the line spread on this one is six and a half points. Tulsa is a six and a half point favorite. And I think Tulsa wins this game by at least seven points. So I'm going to go with this easy game as my pick of the week. Um, We've already covered it. We've already talked about it. No need in harping on it again. So Tulsa with my pick is my first pick of this week. Um, You can lock that one in. What about you, Perk? (laughs) So I I love my choices this week. Uh, And I'm going to start it off. With a team that I talked about very barely, uh, you even got on to me for because I interrupted you, but Rutgers versus Michigan. Now, Rutgers, I love this team. <laughs> They're not very good, <laughs> but I don't know what their coach is teaching them, but they love their trick plays. And even in last week's game, they had a few a punt re a punt return for a touchdown because they did a lateral and the guy they threw it to ran it all the way down the field. It's like a fifty yard run. It was insane. I love watching these guys. They always play trick plays. They're fun to watch. And honestly, I think they're going to beat Michigan. Uh, they almost upset Ohio. I, I believe they played Ohio State. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and lock that in. Roast me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I believe they played Ohio State last week, and they actually didn't do too bad. They still lost by over 20, uh, or right around 20. But the the thing no one expected them to do was to actually be a challenging team that forced Ohio State to have to play them. They played really well against Ohio State. No one expected them to win. I'm pretty sure Rutgers went in knowing they weren't going to win, but they still did really good, and they made for an entertaining game. And I, I have a lot of risky picks this week, two of them. Uh, and so I'm actually going to go against the numbers. I'm going to put Rutgers as not the favorite, but as the winner by 10 and a half. So, 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 by you're, pick, so you're picking Rutgers to win the game. To so win is, by it, 11. It, is Rutgers favorite in this game? They are not. They're not favorite. And you're picking them to win by 10 and a half. So, like, you could – so this pick, you could very easily pick the 
fate or you could pick Rutgers and still not say they're going to win by 10 and a half. You could pick Rutgers to lose by nine and a half or whatever the spread is. And you're picking them to win by 10 and a half. Uh huh. I, I have faith in Rutgers. I've enjoyed watching them all season. So are you going to lock in that they're going to beat the spread this weekend? Or are you locking in that they're going to win by 10 and a half? Uh, I, I, so the spread is 10 and a half. But no, no, I don't think you're understanding what the spread is then. Because Rutgers could lose this, lose this game by nine and a half, and they're still, or 10 points, and they still beat the spread this weekend. That's fair. That's fair. So are you calling them to win by over 10? Or I are am. you just saying that they're going to beat the spread? I think they're going to do both. And I will lock in on that. If one of those doesn't happen, I will take the loss. So I'm I'm going crazy. I'm gonna I want to say both. They're gonna win by ten, and they're also gonna win the spread. I'm I'm looking through my games this week. I can't even find that one. Is that one of the games that got canceled? I hope not. <laughs> then I'm only putting two in. Well, I guess I can switch it to Tulsa Tulane. That as far as I was aware, it said it was still up and going. When did you check this? Because I am looking through the games as we speak. And I can, Seven o'clock. Oh, Rutgers does not play. Who does? Who did you say Rutgers played? Michigan. Oh yeah, they do play Michigan. Okay. I, so you're you're saying Rutgers listeners... beats Rutgers beats Michigan by ten and a half? Yes. And so to the listeners, just... I may have said Michigan State. Forgive me. It is Michigan. Oh. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, you you're you're just making up your own bet now, like. You're not even betting the spread. You're just saying, oh, they're going to win by ten and a half. So, well, I'm betting the spread, but for our fun, I'm also saying they're going to win ten and a half. All right. Well, that's on you. So, <laughs> whatever. The next game, I'm going to pick. So, I'm going to actually spick o- skip over my second pick real quick and go to my third pick because my second pick is my highlight pick. So. Um, I'm going to skip over my second pick real quick and go to my third pick. And my third pick comes from the Iowa-Penn State matchup. So Penn State, like we've already referenced earlier in this podcast, has been absolute horrendous this year. They've lost every game. They lost to Nebraska. Nebraska is a horrible team. And they lost to Nebraska. They benched their starting quarterback and – Sean Franklin, uh, maybe I'm blanking on his name. I think it's Sean something. Um, but Penn State's benched their starting quarterback, and their backup looked uh, like he was playing a little bit better. But in all reality, I don't think Penn State wins this game. And this is a close one. I think it was fairly even. Let me look at the line. It's a two-and-a-half-point line. Iowa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Iowa wins this by more than a field goal. So, I'm going to lock in Iowa beating Penn State easily in this one, um, but I'm just going to stick to the spread. I'm not going to create my own stuff. I'm going to just try to do what <laughs> what I know and what Vegas is putting out there. So that is my second pick of the week um, coming from the Big Ten. We got a lot of Big Ten games on our sk- or on our thing this week. So uh, what is your second one? Wisconsin versus Northwestern. That's what a lot I'm of Big with. Ten games. A lot of Big Ten games. <laughs> Wisconsin has been doing really good. They are actually the favorite in this one. 
And honestly, I've been watching their highlights. I didn't get to watch their game last week. Been watching their highlights. And I get why they're the favorite. They are they are doing great this year. I mean, they're only two in, so great relatively, but they're still favorited to beat Northwestern, which is a 4 0. And so I'm going against my own preaching here. Despite the two game lead that they have, nor that Northwestern has, I still think Wisconsin wins. I, I've watched both highlight reels, I've watched both teams play, I've looked at the stats. I think Wisconsin's the better team. And I think Wisconsin. that they're the. Go ahead. Wisconsin's hand down, hands down the better team. I like your pick here. It's Wisconsin, um, even with their starting quarterback out, they're starting a true freshman, and they're, they're hands down the better team. They've just been ravaged by COVID. They had to cancel two or maybe three of their games already. So um, Wisconsin needs this game. If they cancel another game, they're not eligible for the Big Ten championship game, which would be detrimental to the Big Ten. Um, but just saying Wisconsin needs this game. Um, and they are a great pick right here. Um, but keep going with what you were saying. Sorry for interrupting you. Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, no, I just – Wisconsin is – I like – you know, I've said this a lot. I like to watch the certain teams play, and Wisconsin's starting to earn that spot on my list of things, of games I want to watch every week. They're right there with Indiana, right there with OU, right there with Rutgers. And so you can only watch so many games in a day. But honestly – if I have any other game that isn't one of those three I just mentioned, Wisconsin's it. So I'm, I'm going to be watching this game, and I'm going to be watching them win. And so I'm locking it in. They're a 7.5 uh, favorite, 7.5 favorite. Uh, and so I'm going to go and take that spread. All right. So my final and biggest pick of the week comes from one of the ranked matchups this week. And honestly, I was leaning towards – uh, betting on the OU-OSU game. But I, I when I was going through there, I was like, ah, no, no. I'm not I brave enough. One, yeah, if I bet one way, <laughs> God's going to be like, no, we're going the other way on this. And I was That's gonna exactly bet on why OU. I won't do it. <laughs> I was going to bet on OU, and I was like, no, I want OU to win, so I'm staying away from that game. So that is not the game I'm picking. The game <laughs> I am picking for this week is one that Perkins has already criticized me for earlier in this podcast. But – the game I'm picking this week is Ohio State over okay. Indiana. Are and we going to have a rivalry pick? I think we're going to have a rivalry pick this week. I, I bet. Uh, I hope we do because then oh. my record's going to be a hell of a lot better than yours. So <laughs> I'm going Ohio State with 20-and-a-half-point favorites. 20-and-a-half-point favorites. And Ohio State's probably going to double that up, in my opinion. They're going to win by 40. So all I'm saying is, Ohio State's going to dominate this game. There's not a team in the Big Ten that's even close to the skill level of Ohio State. Um, They have a wealth of running backs. They have a wealth of wide receivers, a great quarterback in Justin Fields. There's no way that I see Ohio State, first off, losing this game at all. But I think they beat the spread pretty easily as well in this game. Um, And if you pick this game as well, I'm saying – well, you, you're just dumb, man, if you're picking the other side of this. <laughs> so I am 100% picking this game. But as you know, well, you may not know. You like to give me a hard time. I'm not dumb. So I'm not actually going to go spread on this one. I'm going to go over. <laughs> it's 66 and a half on the over. And so I'm actually going to do the over on this game. But 
since I'm making my own rules, as you said, I still want to say Indiana wins uh, just because I think it's going to be a great game. I think they're going to have the upset this weekend. Uh, I'm hoping they do. So I've already given my full spill about you know, Fry Fogle and, and everything. So we don't have to go back through that. But we're going to have our first rivalry pick. It's going to be good. I, and you'll, well, whoever wins gets bragging rights. Too. Let's say that. We can rag on the other next week. Well, in all reality, I think the way you picked it, we're both going to win this. Because I think the over is going to happen. But I just hey, think I, Ohio State. I, I, I think if, I, if my pick is correct, then your pick is correct. Like 20 and a half point favorites. And Indiana's putting up some points. Indiana's going to put up t- probably 20 points in this game. So if Indiana puts up 20 points, all Ohio State has to put up is 46. So I think it's – I think we're both going to win this game. I don't think this is a rival pick. I think you led that up way too much. Now, you needed to pick the other side. You went weak sauce on us. But, <laughs> you know what, man? If you want to, I will. I have it locked in. I didn't say I'm hitting the button. If you really want it to be a real rival, let's. I'll take it. I'll switch it. My hopes are well, in the over, but I'll, you know what? Well, then if, favorite. if if we're gonna if you're gonna do that, then we actually gotta do like we gotta play something on this game. What okay. what what do you want to bet on this game, person to person, uh, right now? What what do you want, other than just bragging rights? I I don't I don't want bragging rights. I already have bragging rights on everything. So, what what's something you want to bet on this game? I'll tell you what. Whoever wins, the other person has to buy that person a dinner anywhere they want. Well, all I'm saying, if you say anywhere you want, I know. I, 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 know I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that because <laughs> if for some wacky reason Indiana wins, I don't want you making me drive you to Oklahoma City to go up to the Devon Tower and eat on the. 105th floor or whatever it is and that expensive restaurant where two meals is going to be a thousand dollars like i don't know about that i think there's got to be a cap limit there's this place in tulsa okay where you get unlimited meat it's like 50 bucks oh yeah brazil yeah i don't know that's that's pretty expensive too (laughs) I, i i was thinking like five bucks on the game but how about we buy each other a meal from like a restaurant, like where your max is like thirty bucks a plate, not like fifty bucks a plate. How about Buffalo Wild Wings? Whatever you want on the menu. All right, that sounds like a bet. Okay, that sounds like a bet. All right, so you're locking it in the opposite side. I'll opposite you. I'll, we'll have fun. <laughs> so Indiana beating the spread or Indiana winning by twenty and a half? Which one you want? Beating the spread. <laughs> he, he, he made a smart move there. There's no way Indiana would have won that game by 20 and a half. If Indiana wins, it's a close, close game. I like. I thought about. It. I was like, there is no way they win this by three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that sounds good. That is going to wrap up this week. Hopefully, college football is able to last out this COVID crap. Um, there was a lot of positive news on vaccines this week. It's crazy. The election just happened and vaccines started popping up 
You know, you know? No, I'm just kidding on that podcast, one. But, <laughs> I know. I just I just throwing out some jokes. Uh no. We we don't get political on this podcast. This is just throwing out some jokes for some people. Um but there is some positive news. There's there does seem to be some vaccines in the work that are doing fairly well in their trials. So hopefully by early next year we're able to be getting those out. So all of these kids don't lose their seasons. Um, so just moving forward, those are our picks of the week. Overall, we're both five and one. So I'm just saying, if you place money with us, you're probably going to win a little bit. Um, but just just throwing that out there a little bit. So, um, but that's going to wrap up this week's of the Oklahoma Sports Row. Anything else you want to add on to anything? Uh, no, except for uh, I'm going to start planning what my dinner is. I'm going to look up the menu and just get it going. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Well, with that being said, we'll wrap it up this week. This is uh, the Oklahoma Sports Bros. This is Zach. That's Jeremiah. And we're signing off for this week. See ya.